Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is our semifinal standouts from the NBA playoffs. So, Jalen, who is one one NBA player that has stood out to you throughout the NBA playoffs, specifically the semifinals? Um, so it has to be for me, Nikola Jokic. I think it's because of the fact that in the last series against Utah, it was the Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray show. We've already reiterated this a million times over. Everybody saw the 50 point games. Everybody saw Jamal Murray's 360 layup. That was just pure jelly that just continues to get played on highlights even now. But I think this is the series that benefits Nikola Jokic the most because it's a lot less guard play and a more more about taking advantage of the matchup in front of him. Ivica Zubak and Montrezl Harold cannot, will not, shall not hold Nikola Jokic at all. I genuinely believe that. And in game two, Nikola Jokic had 26 points. In game three, he had 32 points. I think those are the kinds of efforts that Nikola Jokic is going to have to put out on a regular basis to be able to really hang with the Clippers. I feel like they don't have any other choice but to lean on their big guy because nobody can hold them. I've seen double teams, triple teams, guys playing off the pick and roll to try to be able to, you know, avoid Jokic from driving, which he's been eating off of shooting three-point shots off the pick and roll, off the big little switches and everything. I mean, Nicole Jokic is eating from every spot on the court. If that man could get a piece of pie for every area that he scored in, he's got the whole pie, basically, because he's been scoring from literally everywhere. I think that Nikola Jokic is the difference maker in this series. And although the Nuggets are down as of when we're recording this, I don't think they're out because they're a resilient team that has the big boy matchup in their favor. And they just so happen to also not only have it in their favor just from the fact that Literally, Jokic is just a better overall center than the two guys that the Clippers are running out. You could argue that Nikola Jokic is one of the best players, if not the best player playing at his position in the league. Some would take him over Carl Anthony Towns. Some would take him over Joel Embiid. Anthony Davis primarily plays the four more than anything for this team. So I think you could easily say that Jokic is one of the better centers, if not the best center in the league. Exploit that exploit that against a team in the Clippers who clearly has wings, who clearly has guards who can play and defend, but has big guys who are a little bit undersized are not as well matched on defense. So I think Nikola Jokic has got to be a guy who eats. And I like how he's done so far in these playoffs, but this series screams for him to step up. You could not have read my mind anymore because I agree absolutely that Nikola Jokic has stood out not only throughout the playoffs, but the semifinals. I could go on and on about how he's been a standout and how he's really the glue that holds this team together, but he's already making an impact in this series with the Clippers. 15 points on 6 of 14 shooting from the field in game one. He had back-to-back double-doubles in games two and three. 26 points, 18 rebounds on 10 of 17 from the field, four or five from beyond the arc in game two. 32 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists on 13 of 24 shooting from the field. 
in game three. He's one of the best big men in the league. And I feel like he has so much more to give, not only in this series, but also if the Nuggets make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think his pairing with Jamal Murray, I've said this before and I'll say it again, makes for one of the more underrated dynamic duos in the NBA. I think because Jamal Murray's proving that he can be a superstar and Nikola Jokic is already the franchise star of this team. I think Nikola Jokic is one of the most versatile big men in the league today. And I think he's only going to get better from here. No, definitely. And I think the biggest thing about him, obviously, is his ability to pass the ball. Ironically enough, Jamal Murray essentially plays the shooting guard position despite being listed as a point guard just out of the fact that Nikola Jokic is one of the most pro- probably their primary um, ball distributor on their team. Not that Jamal Murray can't pass, of course, but I feel as though, especially with Gary Harris coming back, Nikola Jokic's biggest thing is being able to facilitate the ball. One of the things that you had mentioned earlier on, um, especially when it came to his stat line specifically was eight assists in the last game. But the other thing is those eight assists along with the, t- the 12 rebounds, the game before, 18 rebounds. He's doing normal buckets and boards things that big men are supposed to do in this day and age. But that eight rebounds is where he makes, where he makes himself different from others. So I genuinely believe that Nikola Jokic his style of play in this series, dude, it, I think it genuinely plays in favor of the Nuggets. And I'm not saying that the Nuggets win because I just genuinely feel as though the Clippers have way too much firepower and a lot more versatile players on the wing positions, guard and forward specifically, to the point that it's going to be hard to hang. But Nikola Jokic is the defining individual who makes this a series and not an easy sweep. Who do you have as another person that you would like to call a series standout as we take a look at the semifinals as they wrap up? Well, I have to look at a guy like Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat. Obviously, he has had one of his best career playoff series. And I think he's he's maybe having the best playoff run of his career outside of what he did last year with Philadelphia. If you think about where he was Last year to this year, he was a solid contributor that, that really was a factor in where and in, in how Philadelphia got to the Eastern Conference semifinals. He's now the leader on a Miami Heat team that wasn't even slated to make the playoffs at all. And now he leads the Miami Heat into the Eastern Conference finals for the first time since 2014. He's coming to the bubble with the mindset of this is a business trip. And I think that's what a leader does. He walks into this environment knowing that he needs to get to the, to the finals. It's a business trip for him. And I think what, what Jimmy Butler is, is that he's a leader that knows that he needs to get better. And he talks about how to get better. Even when they just ousted the top seeded Milwaukee Bucks from the playoffs, He's still trying to talk to the team about how can we get better. I think Jimmy Butler is the leader that this team needs. And I'm going to have to give a hot take here on the Hoop Talk podcast. The Miami Heat are going to the finals. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler 
his 40-point performance in game one on 65% shooting from the field, it was just phenomenal. And especially going against a Bucks team that was really slated to make the playoffs and possibly win the championship this year. The fact that Jimmy Butler put up 40 points in game one, it was really almost a foreshadowing of what the entire team would do in the next four games. He ended up adding 30 points in game three and had a double-double in game five. Um, I think Jimmy Butler fits the culture of the Miami Heat in terms of winning championships, and the team believes that they can do it now, that Jimmy believes that he can do it. Jimmy Butler isn't playing around, and I think that the that the Miami Heat are going to the finals. Whew, that's a lot to digest, my guy. That's a that's a extremely hot take, I guess you could say, honestly, especially considering this is one of the biggest underdog teams coming into these playoffs as a potential contender. But the question was just would they show up as the guys that we saw throughout the regular season? And I feel like they've done that. I mean, this guy, Jimmy Butler, man, he bleeds underdog. It's it's almost terrifying how much that he feeds off of people doubting him, doubting those around him, and how he decides in, instead of taking that personally in a way that it holds him back, he actually uses it as a way to uplift himself. So I think that's huge. Um, but I will also say that with your hot take comes a little bit of a caveat. Jimmy Butler is going to have to be more of the guy that you listed off and less of the guy that we saw in game five where he only took seven to nine. I think it was between seven and nine shots in the game against Milwaukee. The Heat cannot be the team that we saw in game four that saw a, a, a hobbled Giannis Antetokounmpo and lit the gas pedal off and decided to basically let, let Milwaukee breathe a little bit because this is a game that they essentially could have put them away in. And even the start to game five just got kind of ugly. Milwaukee got to a really, a really hot start. And you just kind of wondered, was the, were the Heat going to let it go again and let another game slip when really they should be finishing things off? And they got it done. But their ability to close out series is going to be huge because whether it's Boston, whether it's Toronto, I believe it's going to be Boston. I feel as though they're going to finish this whole thing out. We're going to see them in the Eastern Conference Finals as well. But no matter what, these are two teams that are very versatile down, down their starting lineup as well as their bench in terms of the type of guys that they can throw at you. Now, ironically enough, I feel as though the Celtics almost kind of play similar to the way that the Miami Heat do. There's six guys that they genuinely play through the most with a couple of guys who get minutes here and there just to spill. But that's not going to be a series that's going to be easy or taken lightly by either team. But if there's anybody that I think would rise to the occasion, I definitely think it would be Jimmy Butler. So, yes, I definitely lean in favor of saying that is a hot take, but I don't think it's extremely dangerous because they've lived up to they've lived up and beyond expectations this year as is so now as KG said anything is possible and now that we're in the Eastern Conference Finals looking at a Miami Heat team that we had no idea was going to even make it past maybe the first round depending on where they were slotted they end up going against Indiana this is a team that has caught the whole league by storm almost as much as the OKC Thunder ended up doing and now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals with a chance to punch the Celtics right in the mouth. And Jimmy Butler is just the guy to lead a team like that to potentially the NBA Finals in a weird year. I think the crazy thing about the Miami Heat is that this team has not been that good since 2014 when LeBron was there and Dwayne Wade was there and Chris Bosh was there. 
And the fact that they are doing as good as they were in 2014 now with guys like Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, this team I think is poised to make an underdog type run, much like kind of a weird comparison, but I guess like the 99 New York Knicks as an eight seed where nobody expected them to make it this far. And now they have a chance to go to the finals. I think that's, that's the most, that's the tremendous part about it because Jimmy Butler is a superstar right now. He's playing like a man on a business trip that is really trying to just win the championship. That's his main goal. And I think that's what he's, he's starting to realize because he has the potential now to do it with a great team who is in, a, in the culture of winning championships. And I just think that there's a great chance that he, that this team can go to the finals and beat a team like Boston or Toronto. Who is your second semifinal standout? Well, the thing is with all of this, Ryan, is, you know, you, you mentioned things like championship pedigree, championship aspirations and things like that. And the first guy that I thought of really looking into these series in particular was Rajon Rondo, actually. He was a guy who didn't have a really great output in game in game one against Houston, only eight points, four assists, four turnovers, not very good turnover uh, to assist ratio at all. But he dang near outplayed Russell Westbrook in game two, and that's not saying too much considering they both had 10 points. But the guy had nine assists. He had three rebounds. He had five steals on the night. And he even chipped in a three-pointer, which, hey, man, when it comes to Rajon Rondo, he, he's a guy who a lot of people tend to sag off on. But then he found a way, similar to Russell Westbrook, to catch his footing and step up as a guy in game three that I feel like has really been a difference maker in this series. We've discussed already that, you know, we feel as though the Lakers need to play through their big guys, guys like LeBron, guys like AD, guys like Morris, even Kyle Kuzma, their forwards who are giving them a lot of their production in this series, considering Danny Green isn't giving them much of anything. KCP isn't doing a whole ton. And Alex Caruso is kind of just running a mile out there. This guy, Rajon Rondo, had 21 points and nine assists in a game where Russell Westbrook woke back up and dropped 30. If you're telling me a guy like Rajon Rondo can at least hold feet with a guy like Russell Westbrook, this series is over quicker than we, than we ever could have anticipated. I thought this could have been a, a series where there's Rockets in seven. The Lakers having production at the guard position, Rajon Rondo, playoff Rondo, that type of production – automatically makes them a, a totally different team facilitated alongside LeBron James another guy who can get the ball to AD another guy who plays tenacious defense with they which they drastically need on a team um that that just lacks you know really any true production at the guard position not to mention they're going against two of the top guards in the league and James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Eric Gordon is a guy who when given the ball eats like crazy and no one notices it until you flip the scoreboard open and check the stat sheet so it's one of those things where I think that for Rondo in particular I'm not saying he has to be a 20 a night guy for this team to be able to run the Rockets out of the gym but I think his ability to be productive and give them anywhere between 10 to 15 points and sniff and sniff that double digit assist game the way he's done the last two games in this series 
That is what makes this team different. That is what makes this team special. That is what makes this team a Western Conference powerhouse moving forward in these series. It's interesting that you mentioned Rajon Rondo because a lot of the the memories that I have of playoff Rajon Rondo was when he was with, when he was with Boston, and the fact that he's still doing this ten years later with the Lakers. It's, it's almost a testament to how good he's been throughout his entire career. I, I consider him as one of the best floor general point guards in the league today and of the past 10 years because he's a great facilitator, because he's a great defender, because he can lock down guys like Russell Westbrook. Um, I just think, I think the, the interesting thing about a guy like uh, Raja Rondo is that he wasn't really slated to be a starting point guard when he got signed two years ago. I mean, they already had a guy like Lonzo Ball taking over that position, so it was basically having Rondo come off the bench. I think having a guy like Rondo on your team is so interesting because he brings a different perspective to the game that not even LeBron brings. I just think that even what he does on the floor, it's like he sees things that I don't even think LeBron sees on the floor. And I think that's almost a that's almost like the biggest advantage for a guy like Rondo with his basketball IQ that he's able to see things that not even a guy like LeBron can see on the floor. I mean, yeah, bro. I think that Rondo is a difference maker in this series in particular out of the fact that they need guard play so desperately, so desperately in this series in particular. And I really do not think that the Lakers can win a championship or even get to the finals past the Clippers if they don't get some type of production from their guards, because other than that, you said it on this podcast beforehand, the LeBron AD show is necessary for this team to be in games, but for this team to be able to win series, they need another guy to step up. And if that's Rondo, great. That's Kyle Kuzma. Great. If that's Morris. Perfect. But they need somebody because like I said before, that'll win them games. That might even get them past a couple of teams in series, depending on just, the talent level of the other team. The Trailblazers were burnt out after basically playing eight straight playoff games to even get into the playoffs, and then Damian Lillard gets hurt. And this series right now against Houston, there's nothing really holding Houston back besides their small ball disadvantage. I think that the Lakers have to capitalize on that and find another guy within that offense that can put the ball in the hoop because that is what makes them a championship contender. Uh, LBJ and AD are great. That's what puts them in the conversation. But what makes them a true contender is is based upon the other guys who step up for their team. And that's kind of a good transition to our question of the day for our fans. Who is a semifinal standout to you that you've seen in the NBA playoffs? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars. And, of course, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.